Podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the Dead Bod Rap Pod. My name is Demo Carter. I'm joined by the furrowed brow of Nate LeBlanc. What's up, dude? Uh, I'm not used to seeing you masked up. I mean, you are a good mask wearer in general, but you are recording this from an undisclosed location where you have to wear a mask, which is smart. Uh, But yeah, it's just, uh, it's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I think um, unlike some, um, my mouth is pretty cool. So the mask is not adding a lot. In fact, I think it's taking away. You ever see people now and you're seeing them without their mask for the first time in forever and you're like, oh, that's your mouth? Uh, uh, Black Sheep has a good song about that. Slightly different context. Uh, strobe I just, light vaccine like just went to the grocery store and forgot my mask and i was like i feel like an idiot like i'm like, kind of like holding my breath especially when you're waiting in line it's just mm-hmm. like the lady in front of me didn't know how to use the atm card thing and i was just like please just pay somehow um i'm still very much wearing my mask i'm often the only person wearing it in social situations but i oh yes not- sir Yes, sir. I had a friend, a uh, good friend in town from Miami, uh, and we have a, a virulent mass debate every time he's here. But he was doing this like, oh, my God, all of you liberal folks out here are just rocking the mask. I'm like, look around, bro. Like, nobody gives a shit about this anymore. <laughs> like, It's just me. Yeah. <laughs> me not wanting to get COVID again. Hopefully y'all um, have not got COVID or you only got it once. Um and if you did, we hope that you are on the mend. Thank you for tapping in with us. We have a very um, interesting interview guest today uh, that we want to want to share with y'all. But before we do that, Nate, um, what is the what is the sixth element of hip hop? Arguing, arguing, and, and nothing gets an argument going like uh, lists and listicles. And um, Rolling Stones magazine put out a, a little little list. I sure did. Um, it's it's a weird list. It, this is a kind of unpopular opinion in our world, but I actually think some of what they did is really cool. Like putting putting some of the stuff that they put on there is really mm-hmm. cool. The uh, order of things drives me crazy, especially in like the thirty to fifty range. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's certainly got us talking. Uh, we have never yeah. probably talked about Rolling Stone magazine on this show. And now we are, and that's the point of these lists. And if you don't think that's the point of these lists, then you don't know much about modern internet culture or arguing or engagement or hip hop, frankly. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's made to spark conversation, obviously drive clicks, which I'm sure it did. Um, and yeah, there was a kind of a somewhat, I won't call it a consensus, but there was a good portion of people on our Twitter timeline and in the world that were like well fuck this right like (laughs) cares about this y'all shouldn't care about this and i and i get it and i i actually on our patreon i did a whole segment about um anthony fontano and the dangers of gatekeeping 
or the need for gatekeeping and the dangers of kind of outsiders opining on the culture. Um, but uh, we are also part of the take economy. And so, um, Nate, you had a brilliant idea for a brilliant podcast segment. Yeah, we were thinking uh, of doing something maybe for the Patreon, maybe if it was good for the real show where we would just do instant react, like 10 second takes on all 200 things. And we thought we recorded that. Yeah, we did it though. Hold on. For, for, for the folks at home, I need you to understand, we did that. We had and the it, conversation. It was great. It was fun, honestly. Yeah. We haven't done anything like that in a while, and I don't think we've ever done it, just the two of us. And we were, we were having a good old time. I'm still chuckling at some of the stuff we said. And um, it was a fun, it turned out, uh, training exercise, not an actual usable <laughs> uh, recording we have not screwed up a recording like that in a long time. It's very humbling. It's very embarrassing. And it was not my finest day. As a producer, I'm actually like kind of shaking my fist at the Scarlet right now. <laughs> um, but it's just basically my home, my record room at my house was intended to partly be a podcast studio, but I never wired it like that. Mm -hmm. So I just, everything was just too far away. And so I didn't realize at some point we overwhelmed uh, the recording program with our amazing takes and it stopped recording. So there's like an hour and I a half of poorly recorded takes in there somewhere. And I don't know if they'll ever see the light of day, but hey, it was fun. Yeah, no, it was definitely fun. And I, I really feel like it was uh, the fact that Cardi B's um, album came in at uh, 19. On that 16, list, sixteen, I believe. Sixteen. Yeah. I'll sum up all the rage of that list by saying Cardi B's um, "Invasion of Privacy" was number sixteen on the top two hundred rap albums of all time, and um, I'm just sad you guys will never hear how fucking incredulous I was about that. But um, <laughs> you can but imagine. We, we digress. Uh, there's another list, Nate, that just came out. Um, that's not actually getting as much attention. I don't know if Rolling Stone just kind of took the air out of the room, but the uh, the double XL uh, uh, freshmen. You, you always check for the double XL freshman list, right, Nate? That's how you set up your listening year. I, I always have to see who I don't know now. Um, the one thing that I thought was funny about this year's was it was like nine people I've never heard of, and then Babyface Ray, who is a famous rapper. It's like he did not appear to be in the same category as the uh, is that why of, I, I guess I've heard of Babytron as well, um, but for different reasons. But yeah, I yeah. thought he was like a full on star. So me too, me too. I didn't, I didn't, I don't see him as up and coming. And um, you know, I can say I've heard a couple songs from him, but the rest of these folks, not at all. Uh, Nardo Wick, Dochi, Sofago. Um, can the man K KC? I mean, you just be making I'm... up words right now. I would have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> I, th I think uh, Dochi is a lady, right? Yes. Um, and I think she had a viral video a couple of weeks ago or maybe a month ago or something where it was like everyone was like naked, but then they were like Kendall, like they were oh, like really? smooth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I'm ascertaining what the video is about, uh, based on the few clips that I saw floating around that day, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It's like, okay, it's very huh. provocative video. Um, yeah, Sa Saucy Santana, I've heard of, but I don't, I couldn't tell you their music. Um, son, I assume, right? 
No. I don't know. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, remember people? when they called Nick Stauskas uh, uh, Sauce Castillo? Somebody made like a weird typo and that stuck for a little while. It's so weird seeing Nick Stauskas in a Celtics uniform in the garbage yeah. time of these finals games. Yeah. I'm like, what year is it? Like, what is Seriously. that guy doing in the NBA? Mopping up during a uh, garbage time, which is, I guess, uh, what you could call the double XL list. I don't know. It's kind of like. Uh, and it's just not for us, right? It's just like double uh, XL when it started covered stuff we knew about. And now it's just a totally different entity that has like very little to do with the kind of music that we like, but it's all hip hop, right? Um, so yeah, it's all hip hop. Maybe. And this is kind of the issue that I have now. I'm going to take the time to go and listen to a few of these folks. And I feel like um, what I'm going to hear is just a lot of singing, just a lot of singing. I feel like I'm going to hear a lot of melodies and a lot of not uh, bars. And I do believe there was a time when double XL, uh, the freshman list, it implied you had some type of bars. Um, you know, cats have, you know, J. Cole came through that pipeline. Some other folks. Action Bronson. Action Bronson came through that pipeline. And so, yeah, it's, it's really basically, I think they're trying to locate who's kind of the hottest within a particular zeitgeist. Uh, whether or not these are actually rappers doesn't matter as much as are they hot. So fine, have at it. Um, also, it's still a magazine. <laughs> like they still got like articles and stuff and like there's a lupe fiasco article that i low-key want to read just to see what that's about i just look um, at the pictures yeah exactly uh but let, let's talk about uh i guess this person wouldn't be a freshman but um let's talk about rappers we actually care about uh elucid has a new album called uh i told bessie which I'm going to back up a little bit. Do you understand what's going on with the cover mm-hmm. art? What is it? Uh, it's a family photo. It's uh, this is it a uh, dog? album is about his grandmother. Yeah, that's a dog. Okay. okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Uh, yeah. So drop, drop the new record on Backwoods um, uh, just last week. Um, appointment listening. I know we got, we got a slight advance drop on it, but um, I can count on my, one hand the number of times that i've actually made an appointment uh to listen to a record and this was it and to my mind did not disappoint uh it's a very good record it's a complicated record it's um it's not easy listening um elucid of the folks that we tend to cover is one of the more left field um mcs one of the more abstract mcs um he's also probably one of the best mcs and so um just I I'm interested in hearing anything that he puts out. And um, this is a very, very strong album. I'm I've listened through three times every single time, like pretty, pretty intentionally and pretty seriously. Um, it's not background music. Yeah. You need to take in and think about. Um, so yeah, it's a really good record. Um, the first track, um, I believe it's called sleeping spelling, spelling, spelling. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has a really cool video. Um, and as we're recording, um, he's doing the um, the show, the record release show, probably oh. right, th- right this second, or doors are opening oh, nice. in New York. So um, nice. got a bunch of cool folks um, who we mess with on the bill. And yeah, it's just, just super, super dope record. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. And I feel like um, 
Elucid is the masters a set of intangibles that we, we don't yet have a vocabulary for. I feel like to talk about how dope he is, um, we got to invent some new language because uh, he's doing things that are uh, the best way I could put it is he's not tethered to a rhyme scheme. He, he, he gives you these really uh, immaculate verses that are not tethered as somebody who listens and has listened to a shit ton of rap and tries to follow. That's always my first thing is like, can I follow you? Can I kind of, and uh, you, sometimes that's a bad thing when you can't follow. It's just like, you're just throwing anything out there. But Elucid is, um, he's traveling on a, a map of his own creation of a world that you've never been to. Um, and it's always super interesting. And I think uh, this record, I told Bessie, because of the production palette, um, it, it, one of the best records of the year. And I hate to be uh, instant hyperbole with that, but I just feel like the production on this record makes it... Um, stand out in a way that that i haven't liked lucid's other works but i just feel like this kind of uh stands out in a particular way so we will have our work cut out for us when it is time to decide what was the best record of 2022 a completely meaningless and hypothetical exercise but an important one to us nonetheless so uh go peep i told bessie told me uh if it or i told bessie jeez uh, when you have killing a it today, oh, just <laughs> all over the. Um, I have a couple of a couple of things before we move on. Um, on the second track, uh, Bunny Chow, he uh, uses one of my favorite phrases. Probably not because I always say this to you, but um, just funny that I, I did write it down because he said it twice in the song. He says, uh, "I got rocks in my head. I didn't listen right. I didn't listen right. I know. I thought Op- about that." He too. opens with that, and he closes the song with that, which is not the most usual uh, way to open and close the song. I thought that was funny. Um, I think that the dialogue on the kind of beatless air quotes you can't see songs, uh, "Ghouly" and "Split Tongue," is really interesting. Like where they are in the flow of the album, what they're saying, um, their little like moments where you you pull back a little bit in mm-hmm. a way that I think is really interesting. And then uh, I'm just obsessed with the beat on impasse, um, which is a uh, bash beat. Seb bash, which um, I was not familiar. Were you familiar with their work before this? Yeah. He did a lot of the breeze Bruin record hindsight. Uh, oh, interesting. But yeah. that does not sound like hindsight. Right. Interesting. Isn't interesting. it? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this and is then, foresight. Uh, Something that <laughs> something that uh, I know you take notice of in records as, as well. On Betamax, there's some scratching. There is some really... I, I love the beat Betamax, which is by Pudge. Um, I love that beat. And there's some scratching on it. And uh, I'm, I'm always here for that. But it, it kind of like... It, it's stretched out and the rhythm of it is really interesting. It's kind of not, you know, your um, Book of Primo... Uh, scratch chorus if you will but uh still super interesting nonetheless and um i love that beat as well um so i don't know i'm kind of in a weird uh phase of life where life feels weird and uneasy and uncertain and i really feel like i'm listening to this record a lot because it it's capturing that sense of like i don't know what's about to happen there are yeah. weird ominous things around literally every corner um there was a, so- i saw a tweet while i was holding my breath in the line at the grocery store that said there were six what we used to call natural disasters but we should probably start calling uh outcomes of climate change today 
in yes. America. So just times Nuts. that by worldwide, like Nuts. No, good, no good, dude. Yeah, and it's kind of like one it... that's on the news is that like all of Montana is flooded, including Yellowstone National Park. And uh, California is one cigarette butt from completely uh, being scorched. So it's kind of like, how, what kind of music do you make in a time like that, right? It's like, it feels like it can only go one of two ways. You could be complete escapism and kind of go in this like fantasy party bullshit direction. Um, or you can go the other way. Um, but Elucid manages to make a statement about where we are right now without being pedantic without being super preachy hell. I half the time I don't understand what he's saying, but um, the feel of it, and I just, I can't get over that, this weird um, uneasiness of these times. I just think this record in particular, uh, whereas Aethiopes feels like um, something uh, rap noir, like a set of stories, something that happens kind of apart, a book you open up. I feel like I turn on the news and I hear the intro to spelling. Like, it's like, oh, wow, this is, uh, it's, uh, it's unsettling, but um, I think Elucid does great with that type of energy. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm excited that it's, uh, I want people to hear it. This is going to be my new evangelist record in the yeah, way that Haram send it to was. all your friends. Pretty much, yep. pretty much. And I only really have two friends, so <laughs> beyond y'all. And I've already heard it, so. Yeah, exactly. No, just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to Elucid, shout out to Backwoods, uh, doing great works for humanity. Um, but let's get into our interview for today. Another uh, interesting character who I was not necessarily aware of uh, before the release of his latest album, Metropolis, but I did go back and listen to some of his other works. Um, and that is Namir Blade, another mellow music uh mellow music to dad bod pipeline uh, <laughs> <laughs> candidate coming through yeah uh, um i i you know i knew who he was but i wasn't super familiar with his work i had listened to aphelions and imaginarium okay. when they came out okay. um and when the opportunity presented itself for us to be able to chat with namir we took it and um he was he was cool, man. He was like re- cool. very loose, very like, yeah. Yeah. Um, just himself, very confident, um, super into his, his own art, his own movement in a way that I found refreshing and not fake humble and yeah. um, smart and full of references and like sound effects and like, yeah. <laughs> just, like just a boisterous, interesting person. Like um, I almost always leave the interview unless it goes terribly going like, Oh, I understand their music a little bit better. Or I like yeah. that person yeah. more than when we started. And this is certainly yeah. one of those. I'm like, okay, now that I see where you're coming from, it's like, you know, I, I say this all the time, but it's like, if everyone just had the opportunity to get the records explained directly to them, they would like yeah. way more things. Yeah, exactly. Which is half the reason we exist. Um, yeah. So that you can, you can hear these conversations and hopefully get more background because we came into this interview with questions having yes. heard the record Metropolis totally. and kind of like help us make sense of it uh, because he does use these like really disparate, let's call it colors. Like, like these are, are two different things that he, or three or four that he puts together. Um, so let's get into it. We'll let you guys keep this interview with Namir Blade, Dad Bod, Rap Pod. 
What's good, Dad Bod Rap Pod listeners? It's your boy, Dim One, government name Damone Carter, here to tell you why you should most definitely subscribe to the Dad Bod Rap Pod Patreon. If you're anywhere near my age bracket, you're probably saying to yourself, what the fuck is a Patreon? Alright, that's a fair question. Patreon is a platform where we post exclusive content for folks who subscribe. For example, a $5 a month subscription gets you access to Nate LeBlanc's fake radio show, Fly Sporadic, my weekly Spotify playlist series, Dems Gems, Patreon-only album review segments, and so much more. Right now, there is over 90 hours of content on our Patreon just waiting for you to slide through. You can interact with us and other subscribers. It's like a cool-ass members-only club feel without the Twitter weirdos and goofy discourse. So do yourself and us a favor and subscribe to the Dad Bod Rap Pod Patreon. All this fly shit for just $5 a month. Exclusively yours. Go to patreon.com slash dadbodratpod. That's patreon.com slash dadbodratpod. Peace. Uh, all right. So this is Dad Bod Rap Pod Namir Blade interview. Take one. Dad Bod Rap Pod. <laughs> Every week we talk to people who are moving and shaping hip hop culture. This week, joining us in Zoom, we have Namir Blade. What's happening, man? <laughs> What's good, boys? No, nah, I'm, out, I'm out here. I'm enjoying life. I'm in LA. Um, okay. Doing a video shoot. Um, this week, so like right now, I'm in uh, like little Japan town and I'm just yeah. running around, like looking at little anime books. I had to use the bathroom, so I had to go to the Chinese spot and like buy some food so I could take a pee because <laughs> that's how LA works. They ain't no, there's yeah. no public bathroom, it's a transactional uh, culture, absolutely. I but beat. uh, yeah, if, if <laughs> you got your money's worth, so um, yeah, man, thanks for joining us. Uh, you got the new record, Metropolis out. We want to talk about that. Uh, in a little bit, but uh, just kind of tell us about how you got how you got into this. Uh, you're you're a rapper slash singer, depends um, on, on how you want to define. To be it. honest, like I just prefer the term like artist. Okay. Um, yeah, it's okay. like I'm I'm just a nigga that happen to rap sometimes, and people fuck with it enough to like pay me a little bit of money to rap. But um, yeah, like ultimately, I kind of just do whatever my my heart like speaks to. I grew up. And uh, performing arts, like, school. So, like, we did um, singing. We did um, band. We did dance. We did art. So I'm pretty, like, well-versed in, like, all of those disciplines. Um, And I try to do as much as I can with my artistry to just show people, like, I'm multifaceted. Don't put me in a box. I'll kill you. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I, I I like to sing I like to rap. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Who are some of your uh, your influences um, in in your artistry? Um. So, um, in general, I fucked with uh, Salvador Dali. Okay. Um, I fuck with Tom York. I like Bro Brain. Um, I also fuck with Doom, of course. Hey. Um, I used to be like, bro, I used to be like a hat turned backwards, like hip hop head, <laughs> like big t-shirt wearing, like I used to be that. So like back then I was listening to like a shit ton of doom, a shit ton of moto technique, um, Talukwali, um, Black Moon, like all of that shit. And like all okay. of those influenced me. And then on the other side, I'm a Southern nigga. So yeah. I grew up listening to Master P, 
I grew up listening to drama. Like anybody in No Limit, I listened to. Anybody in 360, oh, I listened okay. to too. And then Daft Punk, because um, like my mom, they're from the Midwest. I was born in Milwaukee. And like house is real big in like the yeah. Midwest and Chicago. So every night I go to sleep, all I hear from my room is time for the percolator. Like, <laughs> like my aunties and uncles is just partying in the living room. They'd roll up the carpet and some more shit. So my influences are just like all around. And then like I listen to Japanese music. Like I just um, got retweeted by like one of the biggest new artists in Japan, this dude named Fuji Kaze, um, because I was leaving a video shoot and singing one of his songs in the car. And Japan called women that shit, and that shit blew up. It was crazy. Wow. Like, that, I ain't never been shown that much love for some shit that wasn't my shit. <laughs> I'm singing this other nigga song. It's like, I wish y'all could. And, like, I want to, like, do the little culture thing on, on Twitter to where, like, you put your little shit under it. But I was just like, don't nobody ever fuck with that. Like, you, you get a viral tweet. And then you put your shit underneath. Like, Hello, you know, my I'm, shit. Nobody cares. Yeah, like, I'm, doing an album and <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you understand that. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I hate And people be like, you'll do it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that shit. That shit corny as fuck. Because then I'm, my confidence that I had from that viral post is going to be gone. It's like, I'd rather yeah, when you get when you get 10 likes. Gone. Yeah, when you get 10 likes on the this like, hey, my new record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this shit doing numbers, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I... That was me seeing some of my influences kind of just come back to like pat me on the back and let me know that like I'm doing the right thing. So, you yeah, yeah. know, that, and that's just a little bit of my influences. I could go sure. on forever in every genre. It's stupid. Me and my niggas just listening to Green Day in the car on the way over <laughs> okay. here. Um, okay. The basket case. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have the time to listen <laughs> to me? Yo, we went stupid. So it's just like, yeah, my, my influences reaches out like all over the place. Nice. Uh, we're from the Bay Area, so, so uh, Green Day got Green their Day. start here, and we, we uh, yeah. kind of saw that whole thing develop from the local punk scene to Broadway and beyond. It's crazy. Uh, oh, no. yeah. Wanted to talk a little bit about the new album. Um, it's kind of a Blade Runnery anime. It's called Metropolis. I'm going to be honest with you. As a listener, I was kind of expecting like a concept album given that and it's it's not mm-hmm. that necessarily like can you no. tell us what it is um i never like to do the same shit multiple times and i gave everybody a concept album with affiliates yeah. and i was like yeah. here take this this will be my one concept album um that that y'all can have because it worked i feel like where a lot of artists fuck up is they'll fuck around and drop a concept album and then keep on dropping concept albums. And after mm. a while, that shit just ends up being extremely corny and it gets bad reviews and people shit on it. And I'm just like, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, I did the one and, like, the, the critics loved it. And it's just like, I'll take my one and leave. This one is more of a, a loosely conceptual project. So with this shit, I had an idea and I watched a movie and I wanted to experiment with um, the principle of synchronicity Mm. to where the longer you watch something and listen to some shit, the more that it syncs up, you know? And that was kind of what I wanted to do with this album. And um, I feel like I achieved that really well because throughout the whole album, 
I was watching Blade Runner. I was watching the Metropolis, the original movie and the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's dope. Um, and it kind of answered my other question. Like, why didn't you do Travel and Circus again? Um, <laughs> bro, if I would have did Travel and Circus again, y'all would have shit on me so hard, bro. Like, you, my homie Gary Suarez would have shot on me. He would have been the first to get a shit on me. That's my boy, too. But yeah, like, y'all, this would have been a different interview. Y'all would have been like, yo, why, why you drop that coin? Why, why'd you ass? try that again? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, yo, get the fuck out of space. <laughs> it's just like, we tired of seeing you in space. Get the fuck out of here. So, and that, and it's just like, I have so much more to offer. Yeah. Than like the same shit over and over again. So it's just yeah. like with affiliates, I gave you all that. Niggas is just like, oh well, this nigga sing song, he's sensitive, nigga. He must not care rap. Word, cool, imaginary everything. I'm barring niggas up on that shit. Mm-hmm, and for yeah. this one, this is more of a personal record. I wanted to dive more into my personal life and kind of manifest my influences outwardly, mm-hmm. and like kind of give people like a look into essentially the things that inspire me, the things I've been through, so on and so forth. And like kind of loosely wrap people's heads around the concept of just being in a congested metropolis such as this. There's noise going around all the time. There's people doing shit all the time. There's homelessness. There's people getting robbed. There's people coming up in money. It's everything at the same time, all at once when they get no pun intended on the movie. Um, and yeah, I wanted to explore that concept sonically instead of being so literal. I wanted to explore that concept with um, my uh, my song structure. I wanted to explore that concept with how I sequenced the album together, the names of the tracks, so on and so forth. That's what's up, man. Um, so you you when I listened to Metropolis, I almost mm-hmm. feel like I heard two records put together. Like it's it's it has very underground rap sensibilities, and then it has um, what I would call things that are just a lot more accessible. And then you'll put them together at the same time. So my question to you is, who do you think is the like prototypical Namir Blade fan? Like when you're making the music, do you have a, a, a persons or persons in mind that are gonna fuck with this? Um. Whenever I do all my music, I make music for people like me, which mm-hmm. is niggas who grew up in the streets and we with the shit, but we really like just want to sit in the house and play anime. I mean, <laughs> and, and play, like play anime on the on the on the DVD player and the tape player all day, play video games all day, and just like really enjoy life. But it's like we've been put into positions and shit to where it's just like, nah, we can't enjoy life for real. We gotta like dig that shit down, like. I remember hiding my MP3 players from the homies so they wouldn't know that I listen to like the type of shit that I listen to. <laughs> and it's just like, I want to kind of just like bridge that gap and like so that the next generation of niggas can be like, yo, would you listen to? I'm listening to Mir Blade. This is a nigga who speaks to me. He speaks for me. And this nigga shit still slaps, you know? It's just like, I, when, my, when I drop affiliates, niggas is just like trying to put me under the tag as an anime rapper. And I had to dead that shit super fast because it's just like, mm. no, I'm not an anime rapper. I'm just a nigga who likes anime and just so happens to rap and make music and shit. It's like the influence will be there, but it's just like, I don't want to shove it down people's throat and I don't want to be heavy handed because at the end of the day, it's just like, I'm still a nigga. I'm still out here. So it's just like all of those things influence me more than anime because that's the shit that I had to root my reality 
anime is what I went to to kind of dissociate myself from the reality that I was given. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but um, our podcast network is owned by Open Mike Eagle, and uh, that's our buddy, and he did a whole anime trauma and divorce record. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it was I last year or the year before, yeah, and it, I, I was telling him, I'm like, I'm familiar with trauma, I'm familiar with divorce, not super up on anime, so some of these references are going over my head, but it's interesting mm-hmm. that people immediately try to put you in the box of, like, one thing, the anime rapper, and what I'm getting from you is, like, you're not accepting labels on any of this from anyone you, you're <laughs> defined fuck no this is like <laughs> at the end of the day i'm a human being i don't even believe in that branding shit like that yeah. shit is a load of malarkey to me it's just like at the end of the day it's just like you taking a real person and like you trying to like fit him in several boxes and if you can't fit this person in a box it's just like the public don't really want to fuck with him but it's just like but you fuck with your family members you fuck with your friends you mm-hmm. can't really put them niggas into a box Mm. They complicated as fuck. I'm complicated as fuck. And it's just like, I want that to be like respected about my artistry. So where it's just like, no, this nigga is complicated. Like he is a mirror of the human experience. You know, it's like the human experience is everything. And I want to do everything. I might fuck around and my next record might not even have any rapping on it. I might drop a shoegaze album. Right. It's just like <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just like, it's still going to be me. You yeah. know? And I feel like the people who fuck with my music for what it is, they'll fuck with that shit because I'm still, it's still coming from the same brain. Yeah. I'm still playing with the same concepts in my brain. I'm just transmuting that shit into something different, a different medium to express my art and shit. I'm glad that you brought up that you're also a musician, also a producer, also a beat maker. Um, What comes first, the music or the lyrics, or is it just at different times, different things, or do you have to be in a certain zone to get the equipment turned on or talk to us about yourself as a producer? Um, as a producer, um, I wake up, I smoke one, I cut on, um, if I, if I don't have anything going on my computer, I'll cut, like, I'll pick one of my tapes out and it'll be a random tape because I don't like just being locked by decision making. And I'll pick up the first few tapes I see and I'll be like, any, me, you come here. I'll pop that shit in. I'll sit at my little desk. I cut all my equipment on and I just get to cooking and, a lot of times, more recently, I usually just make a bunch of beats. And if something comes to me while I'm making a beat and just annoys me in my, because I hear music in my head all the time. Right. And a part of me making beats is like translating the music that's in my head into like different mediums and shit. So like producing is like one of those. So I have like, I wake up from a dream and I just have like some in my head pop on a tape, sit down at my desk, and I'm trying to work on what's in my head. And if it connects, then it's just like the gates are open. Like words start spilling out. I get inspired. I look up and see like whatever movie I'm watching and I might get inspired to write a line just from watching some shit out of that movie or like so on and so forth. So like my shit is pretty, it's pretty organic and it's pretty intuitive. That's the only way I know how to make music is like, through intuition like there ain't really no method to the madness it's just madness to the method there you go there you go uh (laughs) show show title idea nate um so you uh you're out of nashville like that where you got your schooling uh can you talk a little bit about i'm very intrigued by the town the scene there we know rap ferrera kind of relocated there recently um can you talk a little bit about how that uh being 
a part of that kind of influenced you as an artist? Um, Nashville influenced me as an artist because they pretty much just shove country music down your ass. <laughs> I was like, wondering, yeah. Stop, fam. Yeah. Like, when you go downtown, like, I tell everybody, it's like, yo, when you come here, don't go downtown. The only thing to do downtown <laughs> is get arrested, get called a racial slur, and fight, and get okay. drunk. And, um, but we have, like, these other little pockets and neighborhoods and shit, so it's just, like, out north, that whole neighborhood is pretty much blues, jazz, um, gospel, um, rock and roll, like old school rock and roll, R&B, like all of that shit is pretty much North Nashville. It's like East Nashville is pretty much like it's rap, but out East was a mixed community with like us and like the um, poor white people and like all the poor white people, they listen to like hip hop and shit, but they also skated. So like you might hear like, um, Today was a good day by Ice Cube or the Chronic album, but at the same time, you'll fuck around and hear uh, the Bad Brains or like Black Flag or like Minor Threat or some shit like that. So and now East, yeah, it's, it's a really eclectic spot. And then the hipsters started moving in and they fucked that up. Um, my house getting tore down too, yo. That shit oh, crazy. They they gonna build. It. They just like you got to get the fuck out of here by July. I was like, Ooh. so oh I ran away God. to LA. <laughs> that's what happens yeah, i was like i'm out of here yo yeah, this has been yeah. nice but um Damn. yeah and then like out south is just like rap like just straight up rap music you might hear three six mafia so on and so forth and like just just southern music in general but yeah don't mm -hmm. go downtown downtown is country everywhere <laughs> else you'll get everywhere you like everything else and we we got a rich history of rappers that's from here um not even like including young buck and Starlito, which everybody pretty much is familiar with. But we have people that's been in this shit since the late 70s, early 80s, wow. on into the 90s. Because um, uh, Ruthless Records, they they slid down here a long time ago and um, signed a bunch of people. I think they signed Pistol. He was one of like the, the most renowned older rappers from that older generation. We also had um, Blow Pop Crew. We also had Desire and the Ville Posse and like a bunch of other like just mm -hmm. greats. And then like in the 90s and 2000s, it's just like we went from like doing that shit to trap music, which is like Dell and Diggum, Quanty Cash, like all of those people, which were neighborhood superstars to us. So that's the type of shit like we grew up looking up to as far as like hometown heroes and like wide ranges of musical influences. Nice. Um, not to keep coming back to the label thing, but you do put out uh, at least what we've seen of your output on mellow. Uh, do you feel like you're part of a scene? Like who do you feel like your peers are? And I guess what my real question is like, do you consider what you do to be underground rap or independent rap? Or do you have a way of thinking about that? Fuck no. I'll consider myself <laughs> to be underground, independent, and none of that bullshit. That should be going in the labels to, like, keep people down. Like, one of my pet peeves is when niggas call me a local rapper. Mm. I'm just like, bro, yeah. It feels like a backhanded compliment. Oh, it's just like, oh, you rap really good for a, for a nigga from Nashville. And it's just like, no, bitch, I'm worldwide, fam. Yeah. And, and especially with the internet. It's just like, with the internet, we have the power and the ability to expand far beyond like how far we can reach with our arms and shit and it's just like being a kid 
Yeah, I was outside, but I also was on the internet to recover from being outside. Right. Mm-hmm. And on the internet, this is like I, I have friends in New York, I have friends in Philadelphia, I have friends in LA, like in Japan and England, like all over the place. And I felt more at home interacting with them mm. than anything, you know? So it's just like, I don't really consider myself an independent artist. I consider myself a worldwide superstar in the making. Because I go. feel like not enough people want that. Not enough people strive for that. When I was a kid, yeah, I wanted to be like a Mortal Technique and just kill the college radio <laughs> circuit. But now that like yeah. I've been doing this shit, it's just like, this is cool, but like, like I need more. <laughs> you know for what it's worth damon and i were talking we were prepping for the interview and we, we hung out on saturday and we were talking about you and we were like the way you're approaching it with the melodic thing it seems like it can be much bigger than bigger it is than now. so it's 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 working on us like whatever you're doing it's working we wanted to talk to you we're interested in you we think that you're your ceiling is quite a bit higher than some of the like straight bars people that we talk to, because there's something people are going to like about that. There's musicality to it. And uh, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. We're just, we're interested. Yeah. And I'll be selling myself short if I didn't use my voice to the yeah. best of my ability. Yeah. You know, it's like the first thing I learned being in like choir class is like, bro, your voice is an instrument. And mm-hmm. um, my, my homie tank JS Kodiak, um, he told me what his music professor told him. Because uh, that's slick my vocal coach too. And he was just like, bro, don't ever be ashamed of what comes out of your mouth and how your voice sounds. Mm. Like, never be ashamed of that because it comes from deep within inside of you. And you would be robbing yourself and robbing the world of something that they could truly love if you don't give the people all of you. And it's just like the people that don't like it, they don't like it. Fuck them, they can eat his dick. But it's just like the people that do, <laughs> it's just like keep them close, celebrate them, sing their praises forever. And like, even though I sing or whatever, it's like, can't no nigga tell me that, like, I, I won't bar a nigga up. Right. I, I listened like, to the Imaginarium today. Like, you have no yeah. worries on that front. Yeah, yo, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just like, I, I was watching the Rhyme video, and, like, some, some random dude commented under that shit, like, oh, man, these fucking kitty bars, and he's whacking off. It's like, <laughs> this motherfucker, like, bro, you must not know what I do. And then it's <laughs> fucked up, too, because I, I went to his profile, and um, he had like a little playlist of his hits saved, and it was like shit that I like and listen to. So I was like, Man, oh, bitch, double I like your music taste, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you got good taste, dickhead. The fuck? <laughs> More offensive that way. <laughs> I wanted to like comment back to him, but I, I, I think that's bad luck to just comment back to him. I was oh, gonna tell him suck my dick. And I was like, no, nah, that probably. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do that. As you ascend, as you ascend, don't, don't you know, engage. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. something in my spirit was just like, bro, that's bad luck to like reply to like a comment on your own shit. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to just leave it alone and forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like it, though. That is funny. That's funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, uh, bars. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you making the time, man. Uh, what, what's coming up? I know Metropolis is out right now. Folks should definitely uh, like, fuck with video that. coming at some point. I have hella videos coming. Y'all don't even know. Like, I'm doing a a video because, like, I wanted for the videos to achieve as much as I could achieve. And for that, I knew it was going to take time. It was going to take resources. And it was going to take a lot of of tenacity and a lot of diligence. So, and 
I've kind of just settled for less in the past on videos because it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, this is the rollout. All right, you got to get the videos and a song. And this go around, I was just like, man, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck a rollout. <laughs> who, the, who the fuck wrote these rules, bro? Like, that's what yeah. you fucking yeah. me up. I'm like, what, what genius... Gee, yeah, you see the facetiousness in my face. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ivy League genius, like came up with these rules for like dropping shit. Because yeah. it's like back in the day, there was no such thing as a real rollout. Like yeah. people were just trying to figure it out and doing things. And I'm a unconventional and unmethodical person, mm. and mm. I feel like whenever I exist in this unconventional, unmethodicalness, is like. I shine my best and I surprise myself and I surprise the people that are like believing in me enough to like help out with this shit. So I, I really wanted to shoot a video on the actual metropolis. It's like Nashville, hey. it's cool, it's a city, but I'll be tired of looking at cowboy hats. I don't want nobody <laughs> in cowboy hats to be on this video. Fuck right. So I was just like, I want to go to LA and yeah. I want to get a DeLorean. And have okay. a DeLorean up because it's like I deserve it. I'm like three albums <laughs> in, fam. Wrapping my yeah. ass off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like out here living in squalor and squander. <laughs> this is like, I it's all there. That. And I feel like the people deserve that more than me. Like, fuck me. Yeah. Like the people deserve to have like a visual that fits with the album. And being in the independent scene, it's really hard to get that level of shit unless like yeah. you've just been paying dues for years and years and years and it's just like fuck this if these little industry plant niggas can like get a crazy video it's just like i can too i want to redefine the rules i'm gonna piss a lot of people off but fuck them you know it's just like i've always pissed important people off my entire life it's just like (laughs) it's it's only right that i follow suit you know so with this shit i'm gonna go as crazy as i can with the visuals and try to give people something that is digestible i don't want to give people fast food i want to give people a good home cooked southern meal hey there it is namir blade <laughs> yes namir blade thanks for for coming on the program man we're we're fans and we just hope you get big enough to where you never talk to us again <laughs> no nah, fuck even when i get big i'm gonna I'm go to a golden state game with y'all niggas fam we finna yeah, be right. in, the front, in the front row throwing popcorn at people now we're talking i'm with the shit dig <laughs> Yeah, appreciate so I, I you, man. Mike Eagle. That's my nigga, too. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so right first to fuck with me. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great Most day. Def. It was really nice to talk to you. Y'all enjoy the game. Go Thank Warriors! <laughs> Warriors. Peace. All right, that was our conversation with Namir Blade. Um, I wanted so bad to be like, dude, turn to your left. There's an amazing donut shop right there. Like, go get yourself a you bacon You where donut. he was? Yeah, yeah, in Little Tokyo? That's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know LA very well, but, like, I've literally been to Little Tokyo twice a year for the past six years. So, oh, funny. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was very tempted, but uh, I didn't know if he ate pork, so I, I didn't want to. Didn't want to recommend a bacon donut. Uh, Inter- interview over. 
<laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Haram. Uh, on swine, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was a great conversation. Um, I, I totally dug his vibe. And like we kind of said at the outset, we came in with questions. Um, and I feel like he answered those. And a lot of the answer was, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. But in <laughs> a cool appreciate way. Like, yeah, I appreciate it. In a, in a like hyper confident way. Like we've had a few people come on here and tell us they're going to take over the world. This is the first yeah. person who told us he was going to sit courtside at a Warriors game. And he doesn't even like sports. He likes sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that energy. Yeah, and absolutely. if he's bringing us with him, then I like it even better. Um, I'm not sure if you saw, but uh, E40 and Jay-Z dapped up at the game yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, E40. A blaze. E- E40 uh, claimed he was going to grow dreads and didn't. Good move. <laughs> Jay-Z didn't say he was and then grew really weird ones. That- <laughs> I can't. I can't with Jay Z and his hair. Christ, aka uh, Jean Michel Basquiat and uh, Makami had them. Yeah, I just I I can't with Jay Z's dress, but uh, I appreciate it. And I and I feel like, what do you have on that, Boston? Is Matt Damon gonna like dap up Ben Affleck at the end? Of- <laughs> you Game know, it's, it's funny. Some Twitter account I follow always posts the celebrities that will be in the garden. And it's usually the sports players from the other Boston teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I saw Paul ton, Pierce not was there. Not a ton of entertainers. Big, big Poppy was there. I, I saw them, uh, which I always feel like black sports stars in Boston are like hostages. I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry that's how your whole legacy is tied to that town. Uh, Benzino? Can we get a Benzino? Oh, my anyway, God. Can we get the so. almighty RSO, at least in the bleeders? Something. <laughs> Make a hip-hop connection here. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I... I Thank Namir Blade for coming on. We were right against game five and like Nate in his transparent hosting literally just said to him, hey, bro, we're, we're, we're trying to watch game five, but let's have a cool convo. And he was yeah. totally cool with it. Yeah, I, he was. I, I was afraid. I was afraid he was going to be like, oh, yeah, well, fuck it then. Yeah, well, then we would have said, fuck it then. It's the fucking finals, dude. Um, yeah, and it was a great game. So yeah, yeah, I totally, was fine. Totally. We did what we did. We, I think I made it out to the living room with four minutes left in the first quarter, which is a, you know. You're not fine. a DVR guy? You're not a recorded uh, My wife was watching in real time. Oh, oh and I, I And see. I don't like to, I, I'm not a spoiler. I don't do sports spoilers anymore. I used to like uh meticulously plot my day and like mute all these terms on twitter and turn oh, off so my, you wouldn't see it so yeah, i wouldn't yeah. see any spoilers and so i could have the experience that i wanted but i i enjoy double screening more than i enjoy not knowing does that make oh, sense i see i, see. I, no, I, I like not... i like watching yeah. the tweets go by i like participating in, in the discourse in real time yeah um more than yeah. i do and it, it's so funny i don't this is a little bit of a tangent but I was just reading some article about how shitty ESPN's halftime show is compared to TNT. And I don't like either. And I was yeah. just like, you guys watch the halftime show? Um, I mean, uh, the Charles Barkley, I'm not, a, I'm not into it as much as some folks are. But some folks really, especially if your team's not in it, yeah, they, they hang on the banter between those guys. Um, I like to see what Jalen Rose is wearing. It's, it's getting, he's doing this weird, like, Detroit player yeah dandy kind of high fashion but also kind of your weird uncle thing that i find fascinating uh my girlfriend loves she's new to all this is her first uh finals run um know who you're dating um (laughs) and she gets a kick out of stephen a smith's bombast she's like wait let me hear that guy 
She'll get over that soon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I will literally just like exit out of the app and go like watch like I try to find like a 12 minute YouTube video or something. Like I don't I don't need any analysis from any of those people. I just think it's like for the things you just saw. You don't need a bunch of people to be like, I just read all these tweets. And yeah, (laughs) it's just like how many rebounds? I can check that on my own. Thank you. Like I don't need to know any narrative and again, kind of a tangent, but like the media is so anti warriors. That oh, it just, I we're just like my wife and I are just sitting there getting angry. I'm like, this whole halftime show should be about how Steph cannot get a call. Oh man, oh we're my! Talking goodness. about anything else? Then they treat this motherfucker like he's Della Dova. Yeah, he's just he's the, the best, one of the best players to ever play. I'm like, I'm like, the time will come when Steph starts flopping to get what he deserves, and it's going to yeah. ruin the Warriors. But it's he will deserve it. Yeah, no, and he he could have been done it too. So I, I think I give him props because there's an established way of histrionics that you can like milk calls. LeBron is a, a master of it. James Harden, Dame is good at it too. Uh, but shout out to to Steph uh, and like the whole Warriors team for just being like um, you know super solid. This is the uh, eighth, the fourth fourth championship run in the last uh, nine years, which is just amazing. Um, and so we, we apologize to the non-Warrior fans out here and apologies to, uh, to a Dart Adams. Um, <laughs> Who whatever. we respect. Uh, deeply, deeply. Yes, deeply Part of me is like, should we have done a wager? I was thinking about this earlier. I, I, I don't know, man. I think it would have been great engagement. It was us against the Zarface. Like, That's funny. <laughs> I like to keep it friendly. Uh, it's much more fun to talk about on the show in the echo chamber than it is to talk about online and start getting dogpiled. So, <laughs> oh, that that's true. No, I, I've definitely tried it. And you know, I you know who knows this very well is Blockhead, who is a huge NBA fan. Rarely tweets about the NBA because I think I'm like, oh, he's smart. He don't want every fucking Yahoo. Uh, from 20 miles around uh, mansions telling you what yeah. an idiot you are. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what makes him a social media savant. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> According to uh, major publications. But anyway, uh, of course, you don't come here for basketball banter. You just get that for free. Um, but yeah, we are the Dad Bod Rap Pod. If you want to interact with us on Twitter about rap, uh, at Dad Bod Rap Pod, interact with us on Instagram at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Uh, Patreon is the place to be. Patreon.com slash Dad Bod Rap Pod. Subscribers already know that we just dropped a Wu Tang Forever, uh, thirty-five minute retrospective where we kind of break down the most doubly double album of all time, uh, and we just have a bunch of other fly stuff behind there. Nate, you just did a drop. Yeah, we just got some uh, new stickers printed. Uh, it's our first merch thing in uh, years, I suppose. Um, so I'm super stoked on them. They're um, if you look at the show art, there's a sticker built into it that uh, Dewey Saunders, the guy who designed our Shout show art this year, um, threw in there. And I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Can you send me that separately? And then I sat on it for, what are we, six months? Yeah. And then I finally just got them printed up as actual stickers. They're like, they're like the size and shape of um, where they're like a hype sticker for a 12 inch. So yep. I'm putting them on a bunch of my uh plain sleeved records and i'm giving them out if people want them the patreon homies got the first crack at it i was at the post office today yeah i'm um, getting them settled and if you are listening to this and you want a sticker send me an email dadbodrappod at gmail.com 
or DM us on Twitter or Instagram, and I will literally send you one um, because yep. we appreciate people who mess with the show, and it's good advertising for us, and I just like doing it. So um, there it is. Us. There it is, uh, Mr. Postman. Uh, I'm going to up that and say, if you do get a sticker in the mail ma- na- ah, mailed from Nate LeBlanc, <laughs> please uh, take a picture, throw it on something, take a picture, tag us on social media. All of that, all of that is a big deal for us. Uh, we obviously don't pay to advertise this show so whatever it's all word of mouth and stickers and t-shirts with us um so we i assume it. you guys like me will just throw them in a drawer <laughs> nate which they nate. cannot do any good there it's funny because uh for some people like you know for the homies i'm throwing in little extra stuff so i'm going to my sticker drawer and curating yeah. little packages for Aww. them yeah so i have That's you nice. know i i think i've i tweeted i posted about this a lot when i moved uh last year i was like man like a lot of people trusted me to hand out their flyers and stuff and i just had like the <laughs> knot of flyers from like 2005 or whatever just like yeah was a bad friend yeah yeah all right i went to the mr dib show anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> right on man so uh yeah just another another perk of the patreon and also just being a dad bod rap pod listener we appreciate the hell out of y'all and you know we'll be back next week with more heat dad bod rap pod Don't be hard.